Now, the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So, I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 15th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. You know, I, uh, I'm i on the road. Maybe the last trip of the year for me, which is... Uh, uh, the year good... is two weeks, two and a half weeks left, man. It better be. Right? I hope it is. Yeah, I think it is. I, th- I think good. so. I might... You can't be jamming yourself. I might that, have to take. Travel. I might have to take a flight for... For the, holidays, no, no, for status on, on my airline. Oh, I need, oh, I need okay. my I need my upgrade points. Okay, I, I take Look a lot of you. I take a lot of red eyes. I need those upgrade trying to be points. Be a fancy boy, yeah. Trying to be a fancy guy. Not a fancy boy, uh, just a practical boy. When you're on, put in the yeah. When yeah, you do yeah. when you do six or seven red eyes a year, you just you need those upgrade points. All right. Well, with you on the road, um, the holidays just bearing down on us we're recording this early full disclosure this is a year interview old school being recorded put in the can as of wednesday night do you think now, any mule reports are going to come out yes I, I someone just tweeted at us and i don't have the uh the handle so i apologize for not getting proper credit called it the mutiny so that's pretty good there's all sorts of puns the mutiny the mule log there's all sorts of mule puns being thrown out Yes. So if something happens, if more mules go on parade, <laughs> um, if there's a change in the leadership of any tour or framework agreements or whatever it is, we will not have ha- been privy to that as we record here Wednesday night. But we are well, proceeding on the year. Here's some news. John Rahm what? is not allowed to give interviews or make public appearances following his move to live. There will be nothing until February. I'm not allowed to. Well, that's a loss. That's a loss for the golf world. It's fun to listen to John Rahm. He's going to have a lot about. of uh, time to uh, to spill over some old golf highlights. You know, watch some. Yeah, old he golf loves to watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll get to that here shortly in some of our year in review. I, I found a good one. Rory watching Hoylake to get himself pumped for uh, for LACC. Yeah. Uh, YouTube watching YouTube highlights is a great one. And James James Hahn also had a good suggestion during LA that we'll get to. We might have um, have to have you re read your blocky tweet before podcast episodes to get you ready to go, knowing that you spurred on the story of 2023. That's that might be how we start to have you get ready for podcasts. Yeah, Blocky wouldn't have happened if I hadn't tweeted about him having an enjoyable walk and talk. He just the the crest, the wave would have died out. It would never have, have proceeded <laughs> without right. that tweet. That's right. You I, started it all. You. That's quite self indulgent. But you know, to think I have uh, any impact. I had a golf it. reporter. I, I had a golf that. reporter send me a message today saying that uh, they. I'll leave names out of it. They they yeah. felt. Um, you know, like they were part of the problem too because they asked the question that first made him cry. You know, so <laughs> so we got all right. Well, we're jumping <laughs> where we start. I just want to say we're There's talking a people, Wednesday night. A lot of people coming out of the woodwork saying that they feel responsible uh, for what happened. 
We're about to do Colonial, and let me just say, we're doing the accounting of all the bodies, the, the blood on all our hands of this, because it really starts to come out. Guy goes on a serial killer I mean, massacre at Colonial. I do what? feel like I dropped the ball a little bit. I should have done a little bit more um, in-depth reporting. You know, I like, you know, you, we, I use advanced Twitter search like heavily during yeah. this. And I should have set the dates and just searched Block, Michael Block. Yeah. And, and gotten like the Michael Block should get a tour card tweets and read them off and really held people accountable <laughs> for the insane things that they did for engagement during the week. have a tour <laughs> it was ridiculous what happened so um all right as we record wednesday night i just want to put on the board here i'll talk to you next i guess sunday maybe yeah i'm very scared about the browns bears game that's all the browns are racking up injuries i just i would not be surprised if this is a, a death blow but we'll talk about that uh, i'm excited I've got four or five you more days what? to get anxious about it Go i'm ahead. excited for you to be able to weigh in on our quarterback situation after the game and okay. really get a good look and, and right. weigh in on on what they should do it seems like the consensus is that they're going to take caleb williams they should you take yes I mean, Justin Fields might be good, but he's, you know, he's not the, the guy. You just try. You got a chance at Caleb, you do it. We'll talk about that Monday, hopefully after Browns win. Let's get back into your... Hey, you had one good mule uh, message that I think you should get to. The the kind of... The non-cross-sports reference message. Oh, someone, someone sent us a message. Like, we're getting all sorts of people... We're getting people in the pipe fitters union talking about how like where the mules would fit in. <laughs> a lot of people bringing um, like real world analogies to this. Someone said, if you stick step back from other sports league comps and imagine, e.g., purchase a purchasing manager or operations coordinator being told of uh, being told of the company's high level merger and acquisition deal while it's in negotiations is absolutely bonkers. Like, why would you tell the guy working <laughs> on the factory floor? Or the accountant, middle manager, guy guy organizing that acquisitions happening. Yeah, while it's happening, I get that these guys have never worked a real job, but they have agents and people they're close with that should absolutely know how insane it is to expect to know what's going on as this is happening. I honestly think that that might be it. The Mule Report is a is a tragedy of of these guys not having the right people around them. Right. They didn't. Yeah. Have, none of these guys had a, had somebody to say, you know what? I think that's a bad idea and you shouldn't do that. And and the, the, the transparency is. It's counterproductive to the real world. That's just you can't have the books open. And then like, well, look, we got your you got, we got your law firm letter within like hours. Like everything would be out there. Everything would be out there if all the mules got every detail of negotiations so again transparency is a little tough but i get how they're feeling after june 6th i get that i get that they're a little pissed off so you know what we get to june 6th tonight this june 6th thing the june yeah the date june 6th every time you say june 6th it's just january yeah 6th. exactly yeah, i know just a lot like, of people say it. yeah yep I know. They- I know i know it's interesting um all right let's get into it we're gonna jump right into colonial pga has just finished brooksy wins Blocky wins the heart and minds of America. Um, so let's start Colonial Week. Monday, you know, this is a great story. Sergio goes to sectionals, advances, shoots 66 in Texas. That's that earlier U.S. Open sectional. Big Tex. It just, it was like, God, 
we're kind of being robbed of Sergio, like real, like the golf talent of Sergio. You know, you don't see him. And uh, we had sort of a digression. Like, is he a much worse golf, much worse golfer than Brooks Kepka? Like when you think about it, like what's the what's the margin between Brooks having five majors and Sergio's career? Like who you know, and and what's the difference? What how do you get Brooks and how do you get Sergio? So we had a little sort of reflection on that. It's a great great question, right? I mean, they're not marginally different talents. I would or you know, so uh, they are marginally different talents. All right, Stanford uh, Rosane wins their individual title, hear, second I'd straight. Be interested to hear. Uh, like someone that's an elite golfer weigh in on that. Like, yeah. you know, it'd be just fascinating to hear one of like the best players in the world talk about the other, like, that's the one thing I wish we got that you get a little bit more in sports because of like, you know, NBA or NFL, you get like that trash talk where guys kind of, mm-hmm. kind of, tr- you know, we don't get yeah. as much trash talk in golf. I would love to hear, someone talk about like, you know, what certain players do so well and what others don't do well. Right. And like, kind of like everybody is kind of polite and it's like, Oh, I mean, he's a world-class player. That's all you ever get. Revelatory things. You could read between the lines or you could understand. Yeah. If you're going at somebody, Oh, he doesn't respect that or the, you know, this part of his game. Yeah. You could get glean some insights uh, from the guys who know the best. Uh, all right, Rose Zane wins her second straight NCAA title of the individual, 12th overall collegiate title. I think she's crowned basically the GOAT of women's college golf. Probably, you know, a lot of women turn don't play college, some of the best, but she's she's sort of seals it with that second straight title, or allegedly. Uh, all right, let's go to Blocky. Gets the sponsor's got a, exception got to a little, Colonial. Got a little off some Rose, topic. Sergio. Uh, <laughs> Blocky's block headshot. DraftKings comes out. What did he do? Start like of the tw- week. 25 podcast appearances. Oh, I've got it. He did 30 television interviews. All three major American morning shows. Good Morning America, Today's Show, whatever the CBS one is. He did 30. He was on Rome. He was on McAfee. He was on Sports Center. Everything. 30. He said 30 before Thursday's morning's tea thought. Incredible. Um, his headshot is on DraftKings. You know, the betting partner of the PGA Tour while Adam Shakes and Ben Griffin is not. Michael Block's headshot, guy what didn't exist like four days ago. <laughs> I want to point out, Adam Shank yeah. made it to Eastlake this year. Right. Ben Griffin was a you know, legit player. He was 400 to 1 to win. <laughs> not make the cut. 400 to 1 to win the Chuck Schwab Challenge. Ahead of guys who have won tour events fairly recently. Like Kevin Kisner, who wasn't playing well at the time, you know, but was playing on tour, had won at Colonial, I think, or contended several times. He was Michael Block, better odds to win. <laughs> 400 to 1. He's immediately and, and predictably put in featured groups, paired with Minwoo Lee and Pearson Cootie. Like one of the great young talents, and Minwoo Lee has just been like roasting the ball. Another great young talent. Right. I think Ben Wood an- is like 26 at this point. Yes. It's announced that he's signed by a WME Endeavor, William Morris Endeavor. He has a rep as an agency. Smiley Kaufman tells us about uh, he has 30 interviews before thir- Thursday. We're like in awe of him at this point. We're just appreciating. Like, how could you do that? I don't that? know you how you do. could possibly do 30 it's interviews. Just an absolute machine. Like, it's a politician. 
yesterday I did four hours of audio. So if you did 30 interviews, you're looking at, I don't know, 20 20 hours of audio. I mean, some are like 10 minutes. Yeah, but prep time, like the time you have to get into it, you're like 20 hours of audio. Yep. 20 hours of prep and everything. Uh, there's a big race to who will have the default Michael Block tracker account. So there's like four or five started. Big battle, game within the game. Who's going to get the most juice on that one? Um, what else happened? Oh, we learned you have a weak knot. We have an ad read for Echo about Boa. And we say, I think Boa's you're click clacking away. A, Just tie I your damn talked, shoes. I talked you say about you tie a weak before. knot. I, talked I about hadn't that. heard that. I had I talked about that. this on the pod before. I still tie a weak knot. I have to double knot my shoes or else they come untied within like 10 steps. So he does 30 interviews or so. Included in that is the great, uh, the Ripper Magoo in Quest. Uh, this where- is the one. I think I'm just going to pull it up. And here's here's Mr. Ripper McGill. No. <laughs> and this is where like we get into This is where it, when, everybody's waiting for this moment. Yeah, there's like backlash on would you I mean you assume that Rory is a better golf than you are? He's a lot longer than I am. That's what it is. Okay, so that the, the length is the big thing. Oh my god. What I would shoot from where Rory hits it would be stupid. I, is, I, I, think be, I think I'd be. I think I'd be one of the best players in the world. How really? Hands down. Oh, if I had if I had yeah. that stupid length, I all all day. My 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 iron game, wedge game, around the greens, and my putting is 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 world class. Hands down, this is Ripper Magoo. So I mean, he's doing thirty interviews. He's gonna slip up, but he says hands down, and then Ripper Magoo is like. The, the face he makes, and we're just, everybody has a field day. It's like, is he canceled because of this? He says he'd be world top five player in the world if all he had was Rory's length. Nothing else. Everything else is ready. Just a little bit of juice off the tee. And we have a field day. We crown Ripper Magoo, Bob Mettery, like the Woodward and Bernstein for finally putting the, putting, bringing Block to account for something. Uh, it's just a field day. The thing, so that's, the thing that, he never accounted for is like, he, he he could get that length, but I don't know if he'd hit it as straight. Like one of the reasons he he is able to he played well at Oak Hill was he drove it straight. You know, he hit a lot of fairways. Yeah. But if he hit it that right. long, he wouldn't hit it in the fairway very right. much, you know? Right. So you're like, well, that was a fun few days. Then there's so there's backlash, but there's backlash to the backlash. Like people who aren't just gobbling every piece of content up That's and promoting everything. It became like, like we're a- the cool kids. You're the cool, all oh, the cool kids on Twitter. So there's a backlash to the backlash, and the full blocky cycle just has the golf world on tilt. That's the thing. There was no, there was, it was, it was an absolute. You know, it was either you're in or you're out, and there was no middle ground. He gets Raising Cane's deal. He gets Corbridge, full-blown full Corbridge after bringing them just... They, they sponsor the P- Club Pro portion yeah. of the PGA. And kind just of mad that I didn't bring rich. Corbridge up. Incredible. Your fascination with Corbridge. <laughs> um, all right, so then he goes out in the first round. Here are some things. Uh, and Garrett had a great newsletter segment. It says, our block watch has ended. Uh, little do you know... Garrett, the block watch would continue forever. He had his first shot of the day into the woods. Here are some things that happened in the first round. First day, shot in the woods. Buried his third shot into the face of a bunker. So we're off and running the first hole. This one, 
He bladed. I think it was the third hole. He did a wedge shot, forty-five yards past the pin, just wedge like nuke ball shot. through the green. In the middle of the round, he's fielding photo requests from members of the gallery, just two, three deep. He's like taking photos. He's playing a he's competitive a tour round. And he's pandering. I don't know if you remember this. He pandered to TCU in Fort Worth, wore TCU purple. Just complete politician. Incredible stuff. He, uh, what else? He hold, nearly holds his approach shot at nine. Um, you remember he hit it on the concrete bridge at 10? And he hits it off the bridge uh, from the middle of the woods to like a couple feet. He was mad about the drop, too. He was yeah, getting feisty yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, he mugged for fans after almost every shot, doing his like like his, his Jordan shrug, shoulder shrug, arms out, like <laughs> that really go there. Every shot, he's doing something reaction, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, double bogeys, three of the last I four mean, holes. You got Tiger treatment. Every single yes. shot was shown. It was like Tiger Woods was in the frickin' field. Yes. Double bogeys, three of his last four holes. Um. He lost nearly seven strokes to the field on and around the greens. Again, this was the day after saying he was world-class. He lost seven strokes to the field on and around greens after his Ripper Magoo boasts. Signs for an 81, 11 over, 120th, four shots behind second last. But after the round, yeah. His confidence does not waver. Said, I've played this game for so long. You know, I shoot 81 tonight. He suggests seriously he might shoot 58 or 59 the next day. I forgot this happened. Was, he suggested fri- was he- Friday's interview, I just want to get home? Or was, or was today? He, today's, I just want to get home. He's like, I'm going to see my boys tomorrow night and, you know, gets emotional about that. Whatever happens, happens. But then he, shoots, he says he might shoot 58 or 59. Or like, just let him cook. Shot 81. It'll correct. I'll shoot 58 or 59 tomorrow. An earnest proposal. Um, what else happened? Oh, we, we learned that there might be legacy events. Uh, third, yet another class of just, uh, Genesis, you know, Bay Hill. Like, are we really going to keep segmenting these things out? Um, what else happens here? Uh, are we, Brooksy has lived prep, right? He's got live DC, which we'll get to, of course, with the military workouts, but, and he's just won the PGA. And he goes to South Beach. He goes to like I think it's the Panthers Stanley Cup. The clapping, maybe yeah, maybe the, it's not Stanley Cup at that point. Yeah. So he's getting he's just won a major. He's getting sauced at the Panthers game. Then he's courtside at the Heat, who might be in the Eastern, you know, in the playoffs at some point. Just doesn't go to DC till like the day before. Like live. He's probably had like five straight sleepless nights since he won the PGA, and that's his live DC prep. Like clearly the priorities are what they should be, you know. Um, but but not really letting live parade him around. He's just in Miami going to all these games, getting sauced. Um, all right. Then midweek before Blocky go, goes crazy, Adam Shupak uh just publishes a screed. From Claude Harmon the third. Just oh, I... just a machine gunning in every direction, multiple targets. Brandel is a paid actor by NBC and Golf Channel. All he's trying to do is get his lines and shows for the golf channel. He's just trying to get lines for Brandel. I mean, I love him, and I think Eamon is a fantastic writer. But for Eamon Lynch and Brandel Chambly, he worked for NBC Golf Channel, other words, sports washing. When the company they worked for televised two Winter Olympics in Russia, China that they've had, it's not like they were good leaders back then. It's not like Putin was a good guy, right? And of course, you know, there's some distinction there. 
Um, he makes he takes a shot at Tiger for flying on a private jet to his tour debut in Milwaukee, and somehow, um, you know, makes an analogy that he got the money up front too. Tiger got money up front, and that's why you guys thought he was just going to quit. Uh, again, Brooks was on the record himself as saying, "Like I was, I didn't know what my future was." We saw full swing, so he's saying, you know, uh, like he's just going against that. And Brooks himself was, I think, not thrilled that Claude Harmon the third dragged the live stuff into this and made all these grand pronouncements. Um, he kind of takes some big side swipes at Zalatoris, Max Homa says they're basically crowned. He's like, the fact that Will Zalatoris is a top 10 in the world is laughable and has nothing to do with him. Uh, you guys acted like Brooks was a shitty player and Will Zalatoris was all of a sudden was great. But the guy has won one effing golf tournament. He's finished second in a bunch of tournaments. You guys are acting like Brooks Kepka is a bum now. Um, so, he, you know, he tries to pump up Peter Uline. He goes, Max Homa and Sahith Thagala, all these guys that weren't ever really superstars, all of a sudden you can make that argument, you know, that they, you know why? Because these guys left for a live. Um, in 2023, we want golf to be this bullshit Truman show. We want Dean Beam and Tim Fincham. We're not the NF- NBA or NFL for our sponsor. There's no transparency. Nobody has any issues. And nobody has any problems if they do. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to pretend like it doesn't exist. It's the Truman Show. It's Leave it to Beaver. And that's not reality. Um, he says like Brooks is like incredibly committed to live like Ricky and him have to tell him to get off some of the conference calls. Um, oh, then last but not least, Tom Watson gets dragged into it. Tom Watson's already disgraced 2014 Ryder Cup captaincy. He says 10 years ago, we're standing on the first tee with Jonas Blixt. This is at Valhalla 2014 PGA. Tom Watson walks up and says, Hey, I'm looking for Harris English. We're like, okay, none of us is Harris English. He said, do you mind if I play a few holes with you and try to find Harris? We're walking down the fairway and Tom Watson goes to Brooks. So which club do you play out of? Tom Watson in 2014 thought Brooksy was a club pro at Valhalla. <laughs> he goes, that's after finishing fourth in the U S open that summer. And Watson's the Ryder cup captain and thought he was a club pro. Uh, now Brooks has five. Phil Mickelson comes out, says Claude Harmon III is, you know, a great teacher. He's awesome. And his dad is amazing. He should be in the Hall of Fame, too. So Phil tweeting all of this, you know, go, it's, you know, ginning up the, the live versus PGA Tour stuff. Uh, this week, we also have the stand-up mixer championship at the PGA Fields Ranch East. It's a yeah. tongue twister. I There's think. That, that was an um, epic duel with uh, Harrington and Strecker. Good stuff. You say, unlike what we saw last week at Oak Hill, players who were driving the ball great could actually hit a fairway and from there gain an opportunity to attack based on which you know which route they chose. Frisco gives players opportunities if they hit good shots off the tee. So you contrasted this with sort of the firm and narrowness of, of Oak Hill where you know there was an advantage to driving it well and where you wanted to. to that play. playoff was pretty awesome, actually. It was sweet. Did, I sweet. think Harrington, is Harrington topped a ball into the hazard. He was trying to hit like a crazy shot from the rough maybe yes. and topped it in. Then still yep. then still made like a five on the hole, if I remember correctly. Yep. He also blamed a porta potty. He goes, 16 came out of nowhere. I think that's when he got in trouble. So essentially, I went in the toilet. The door was locked. It took me a few minutes to realize there wasn't somebody in there. Another while to get the door open. As we're on the Champions Tour, I had the longest pee ever. And then I kind of rushed down the fairway and hit my shot. And then he, that's what he's blaming, the porta potty incident. Taking too much time to have to rush. Uh, it's a champion's tour. 
Uh, on the European tour, Sven Moritz has a putting stroke that people claim they've never seen before. His right hand under the putter grip, holding onto his left hand, which is the only one left hand low, and that his right hand is holding his sort of uh, left forearm, and he's putting one-handed. And that's like that's the most unique putting grip. We've never seen that one of all the tinkering. Kind of that blew up on Twitter for a second. Uh, what else happened? Uh, Brandel responds to CH3 Claude Harmon's rant with the longest tweet in history. It's like 700, 800 words. It's the longest freaking tweet. It begins the Farago of whataboutisms that inevitably accompanies any Farago. He starts with Farago. I'll leave it at that, but it just leads off with the Farago of whataboutisms that inevitably accompanies any discussion on sports washing attempts. And so he just went on for like 800 words defending him. Uh, Harris English had a pretty sketchy ruling issue at Colonial, back to Colonial here. Uh, and and LaMagna wrote about this. He was in contention and then eventually finished T12. But uh, the story is the ball began moving during English's pr- practice stroke, yet he still decided to address the ball while it was in motion, was basically what he explained or what would have had to have happened for him not to get the penalty that he got. The ball moved when he addressed it, but then he said it, ha- it moved when he was doing practice strokes, putting strokes. And Harry Hall, who's in his Bryson cap, was like, that's a penalty. He was kind of pissed about this. This was a minor controversy, but uh, LaMagna wrote, it's like, too often, like you let the player set the narrative. Like it's a problem on the PGA Tour with the competition. You show up, and Harris English like just lets this narrative sink in, and the the rules official is sort of sort of acquiesces to it. Uh, and the video evidence clearly damning. CBS brings it up. Uh, it was like clearly like an issue, like you know, inconce- inconceivable how it could have gone the way he explained it. Uh, but he gets off free. Uh, Emiliano Grio, you remember him? He won. Grumpy Beats Grumpy. Adam Shea. Well, his ball was rolling down the drain. The drain. That's like the only visual the I remember for this no tournament. more. The drain's gone. Yeah. Are they the renovation? Yeah. Okay. Or the restoration, whatever they're doing. Um, so he clips Adam Shank by pl- shot in a playoff. This was after he hit it in that, that it's like a canal, right? It's like a, a ditch but it's a concrete ditch left of 18. Nobody had it in there. It's five minutes. He waits for it five minutes for it to stop rolling, gets in a playoff. Um, and while he's waiting, it was, a, it was kind of pillow fight while he's waiting. You, I think they hit balls on one there during a playoff. They don't go back to the range. Remember he invites some kids to come on the other side of the ropes yeah. and hit balls with them. And this is just like wins everybody over it's catnip forever. It won the moment of the final round. Just a weird scene. But Emiliano Grio grumpy wins Grio. it. Grumpy Grio. First win in several years, I believe. Not so grumpy um, Grio. No. Yeah, he was he was cool. I let the kids come play with him. Um, after finishing with that double bogey and, and putzing around the water. Uh, Harold Varner III won Live DC by a shot over Brandon Grace. His first win on, I think, American soil. First actual U.S. win. Um, obviously, we, we know that was military-style workout week, but that doesn't come out until... Till the next week. We wonder why are all these smash guys WD and why are we having issues? Why does Brooksy's roster so unhealthy? Why can't they play? But that we would get the details next later. Um, Rico Hoey wins at Ho- Ho- Holston Hills. One of the cool moments on the corn Ferry tour of the year. He's like breaks down in tears, really emotional, kind of gets his card. Then um, let's see. He's going to be fun on the PGA tour. 
Last one on Blocky, this end of the week recap. Alex Myers, this is just to the other, the other kind of perspective. This turned quickly. Yeah, yeah, Michael Block comments when asked to compare himself to Rory were a bit much, but come on. This is backlash to the backlash. Now you have the cool kids of golf Twitter knocking this guy who gave us one of the coolest golf stories in recent years. It's sick. So people were got people were the golf media was at war. Jets and the Sharks eating themselves alive over blocky treatment. Um, Gordon Sargent, there's a miss club is alleged to hitting a six iron three eighteen. Oh, remember this? Remember this? <laughs> yeah. They said no, he was hitting a six, a six iron, iron yes. 318, and he clarifies it was a three iron that went about 260. So this was for a couple of days. It was that he was hitting six iron three, 318. That was a thing. And then I don't know if this bled into your week, but there, the weekend there was an internet rumor about J.B. Holmes playing as an eight handicap. Yep, that's in here. Uh, okay. I got it. All I right. got that in here. I think it happened on the weekend, but it might have <laughs> gone into your tournament. All right, let's go to you. Off Colonial. Blocky. Blocky the golfer is done with, and Blocky the phenomenon was arrived. And that was what Colonial became. Blocky the influencer was born. Yeah, right, right. All right. The good, innocent fun of uh, PGA Week was over. Memorial. Um, The PGA Tour is, quote, sampling its proposed 2024 schedule to players and managers. What does that mean? (laughs) They're just kind of... Seeing what people think about it, they're sampling. Okay. They're bringing players and they're like showing to them what individually and like getting okay. their thoughts on the schedule. All right, All right. just cool. like um, cool. NLU notices that Matt Wolf is no longer listed as a smash player on socials. So this starts. Oh. This starts a kind of an investigation. All right. A report from Barstool's uh, Dan Rappaport says Wolf is looking for a new team because of, quote, vibe issues. (laughs) (laughs) By the Monday episode, you've gained the knowledge of the military workouts. Okay. And it, it is, you know, what happened is one of the great. The great tales of of uh, this year's shotgun start is when you got those when you obtained the information about what happened with the military workouts. The military workout six a.m. What was it? Coke <laughs> Leishman WD six thirty six thirty. No, it was Coke Crack. It's Chase and Brooks. Chase, Coke Crack yeah, and Wolf. And Coke Crack couldn't hit. Was just topping balls on the. He range. was topping balls on the range for the one thirty shotgun. <laughs> so this they're on the range, say like noon, twelve, something like that. He's topping balls, sore. <laughs> WDs for soreness. Wolf plays. <laughs> he shot something terrible. But then it's too sore for Sunday, <laughs> and he WDs. Didn't Laurie Cantor fill in one? <laughs> I don't remember. It might have been the 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 Saudi kid too that they take around as an alternate. Um, um, all right, so let's get to let's get to the memorial here. That was that was one of the big stories of the week. Um, sure. Rom Rom is upset that Sergio won't be on the Ryder Cup team. Okay. So this just a like starts a lot all of year. like Rom yeah. moaning, whining. About, he whines about a lot of stuff through the year. It's kind of okay. crazy. So Oak Hill, he's in a bad mood. I, I think he's just in a bad mood at this time of year, right? He was 
he was in a bad mood at Oak Hill. So now, like now he goes to Memorial and he's complaining about Sergio not being on the Ryder Cup team. It's a little sad that politics have gotten in the way of such a beautiful event. Again, it's the best Europeans against the best Americans, period. And whatever is going on, who is playing live and who's not playing live to me shouldn't matter. It's whoever is best suited to represent the European side. I have a hard time believing that the best player Europe has ever had, the most successful player Europe has had on a Ryder Cup, isn't fit to be on the team. I'm going to miss him. We had a great partnership at Whistling Straits in 2021. Um, I'm going to mention history again one more time. A Spanish duo in the Ryder Cup is embedded in the roots of the Ryder Cup history. Look at what Seve and Jose Maria were able to do throughout their partnership, right? So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I've found getting through the U.S. Open just a lot of illuminating Rom with the live things. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I, I think he's been, he, he was on the fence for a long time about this. I guess he had a lot of pretty unequivocal takes about the competition and not thinking it was real and having no interest in it. I know he didn't get into like the, the sort of drama around it and the war of words, but he seemed pretty clear on thinking it was not real competition. Yeah, I know. But he also had like a lot of things like we'll get to it at the U S open. He just had a lot of things about, you know, he complained about the schedule, right? You know, he complained yeah. about. Yeah, no, no, there are crumbs there for sure. It's just like he kind of, I, I don't know. Someone once said to me, John Rom doesn't know what he wants. Right. And that right. sticks with me a little bit, right? Yep. yep. Um, all right. You did, a, you did a feature in the newsletter on second half, show me some things. And you managed to crowbar Albert Bell, Cleveland Indian Albert Bell. Oh, I love that. Into the into the article because the he, home run derby. Because the ninety five home run derby, he grooved his swing and then hit yeah. like something like thirty five homers in the second half of, of uh the ninety five season. So yeah, there he you said go. like we're on to the second half. Here's a list of players you singled out. Who was as, it? Yeah, Rory. Morikawa, JT, and yeah. Billy Boy were like under a okay. microscope. Okay. Um, I'd say that Morikawa started to show us something at the end of the year. Uh, Billy Boy greatly improved, and JT hasn't really shown us anything. Um, no. um, you had completely fine. You had another category, completely fine in need of a run. Rory, Homa, Cantlay, DJ, and Patrick Reed. So okay. the day after you wrote this, Billy Horschel shoots uh, 80, yeah. 84. Right. And he gets super emotional. It was, I rewatched this. It was, it was, he talks about, it was like a great encapsulation of golf just in general. Um, Right. He talks about how he just doesn't feel like he's that far off, but he shot 84. And he's like, I just, I, the, my confidence is at the lowest it's ever been in my career. As low as it is, it doesn't seem that far off. Um, and it turned around like literally the next day he was like in tears and he shoots one under in round two and he starts to build back and he had a really good rest of the year. Cause he, I mean, he almost made it to what BMW. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, things turned around for Billy and if you want to turn your game around as the <laughs> new year approaches for you, 
You don't have all the the, the talent and tools that uh, maybe a tour what a truck. segue. But what you could I to think get you prepped get, for your year? Listen, what? I think you get more tools than a, than a PGA Tour truck. You got all that the, all the shafts, all the shafts, but you can and actually, brand agnostic. Yeah, you can right? get all the brands in the tour truck. You only could get one brand. You can't go into a, ta- a tailor made truck and get a Callaway driver. But it, yeah. a, you could walk into a club champion and you could try the Callaway driver, the tailor made driver. You could drive the try the driver that was uh, that that had a whole documentary made about it. The the <laughs> TSR, you know, you could try the Dynapower. You go to clubchampion.com and use the promo code Friday. It's their best offer now. The best. Look, we've had a lot of people say, um, like, thank you for doing these. These are a lot of hard work. One way you could help. I mean, not demanding you do this, not suggesting you have to. I don't know. Sponsors pay us. They make it, you know, these are a lot of hours. These are a lot of hard work. It's nice to make a little bit of money on them. The way you could show support is if, the sponsors say, hey, their audience likes it, likes us, whether it's Fat Core, Club Champion. One way you could do that, you go to clubchampion.com, use the promo code FRIDAG. You don't have to. I'm not demanding it. It is a way. Uh, Best that fitting keeps us offer. chugging along here. Best fitting offer they've done $100 full bag fitting or $50 other full bag fitting type with the club purchase when you use the promo code Fried Egg. Again, this is the time you have to book it by the or purchase, use the offer code by. Christmas, book it by the end of January. Now's the time. You're indoors. Get dialed in for next year. Get fit. Put some new uh, put some new uh, uh, weapons in the bag. So when you come out of hibernation, you're ready to rock. All right, Billy Boy, let's move on to whatever right. else is next. All right, Ch- you know somebody that might have needed a wedge fitting was Chad Ramey. <laughs> okay, Chad Ramey made a twelve. Ooh, and Tron had a tweet. Uh, fa- and it was favorite parts of Chad Ramey's 12 today that, okay. it, that it happened on nine. One of my favorite holes on tour that his second, third and fourth attempts to clear the water all landed within a few feet of one another that he made a 12 from 106 yards out in the middle of the fairway. Holy crap. So, oh my God, I did not remember this. <laughs> just a funny thing I found on Twitter. Um, while Jack is on the, in the booth, Jason Day calls the 16th hole. Hot Mike calls, catches Jason Day calling the 16th hole a stupid hole. And Jack says, what did you say? Stupid hole? <laughs> I, I, no, I think he might be right. <laughs> Muirfield Village member, uh, Jason Day, right? Yeah. yeah. I think he's familiar with it. That's great. I forgot about that. All right. Um, speaking on the Freakonomics pod, Ari Emanuel said his company Endeavor discussed a $1 billion investment into Live Golf after he was approached by Bryson DeChambeau and Phil Mickelson. The company eventually stopped the process and discussions after Jay Monahan reached out to Emanuel. We're all uh, connected yeah. in golf, and the, PG- and the PGA Tour said, please don't do it. So we stopped. Emanuel said, I'm friends with Jay. We have a lot of business with Jay. I don't want to hurt Jay. Okay. All right. So they put a put a pin in that with the WME, a billion dollar. Okay. Big big move for, for Jay there. Uh, 
<laughs> before before the tournament, the USGA and the RNA met with players about the MLR ball, and it didn't go well. Okay. So it was a two-and-a-half-hour meeting, and it included an hour presentation from the USGA and RNA, followed by a separate presentation from three equipment companies, Titleist, Callaway, and Bridgestone. The consensus suggested any potential rollback would not be supported by players, which would leave the tour in an awkward place if the rule was adopted. Adam Scott, here's what Adam Scott said. I feel like that would be going against the grain strongly from what the sentiment is and certainly would uh, off the back of yesterday. I think that would be surprising if that just uh, if that was just the thing that we did. Um when asked if he thought the tour would adopt the new rule, he said, I think there'd be some pushback on that from membership. Ricky said, some things they're looking at are a bit skewed or looked looking too much at the top end or outliers versus maybe averages or where things have been for the past 10 or 20 years where there, uh, there really hasn't been that much movement or increases. The growth of distance over the last 20 years is fairly insignificant. I don't see it as a spot where we need to change or make a big change uh, that's being proposed. So here's the thing about Ricky's comment. Okay. He's either saying that distance hasn't increased, which is factually incorrect. Right. Or he's saying that Andy's saying distance hasn't increased. So then he's saying that like all the work that these guys do, the trainers, the new fitness does nothing. Right. It's one. You can't have all of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. What did he say at Hero? They should have done it 20 years ago if they were going to do it. Yeah. I think that was him. Right. So Juan, Juan had just like, this is kind of a funny, funny quote. This process is really strange. You have to go to the podium and say what you're going, uh, what you're doing, and then spend the next six months going around talking to somebody. As I said to the players last night, I'm sorry about this process. It's fair to the manufacturers, but sometimes it's not fair to players. Tuesday's meeting was just a chance for us to make sure they understood that what was driving our thinking and why. Well, it didn't sound like that went well. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to the story of Jonathan Bradley. What? What's that? I don't remember that. Jonathan Bradley, uh, the member guest, uh, eight hand. Oh, oh, J.B. Oh. Holmes. God, I was wondering, like, who is? Is that like a teacher? <laughs> okay, all right. So J.B. Holmes playing as an eight handicap and a member guest. Monday Q article. This year, the gangs have attracted 22 teams. After the first day, the teams were divided into three flights, and a Calcutta was held for each flight. In a Calcutta, each team is bought in an auction, and the pot is divided among the top teams. It's not uncommon for teams to buy themselves or at least share uh, a share of the team. After the first team, the first round, the Jonathan Bradley team led. At this point, no one knew that Bradley was, in fact, Holmes. Under tournament rules, 70% of the Calcutta, or about 21,000 in this case, would go to the team that posted the lowest score the following day, with the remainder going to the runner-up. The trophies would go to teams with the lowest two-day score total uh, in each flight. 
But who are we kidding? With so much money on the line, everyone's focused on the second day. The Calcutta total for the three flights was about $70,000. So the owner recognized Holmes' swing, the owner of the golf course. Why don't they recognize Holmes? What do you mean Holmes' swing? <laughs> I think. How do you recognize his swing but not him? Can I, can I just pull this back to the, earlier this week? This is a really yeah. bad sign for the mules. Right. right. <laughs> if if J.B. Holmes is playing at a country club, um, J.B. Holmes, like, I don't know, he's probably won, what, five times? He played our Ryder Cup team? Yep. Has contended in majors? One Riviera, right? One Riviera, yeah. Eight, nine million dollar purse or something? I mean, if 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 these guys can't recognize J.B. Holmes, <laughs> nobody's re- recognizing Brent Grant. That's true. Just true. Bad, bad story for the, for the mules. So word, yep. word is spread around the course about the true identity, identity of Jonathan Bradley. When everyone came in for the post-tournament dinner, they found the names of Holmes and his teammates had been crossed out on the leaderboard. The flight winners were announced with the top flight revealed last. According to one member, when Holmes's team was announced, the crowd went crazy. Booze started. And then some random vulgarities started. That was followed by chance of bullshit. According to the members I spoke with, Holmes didn't attend the dinner and his teammates grabbed the trophies and left quickly without posing for pictures. The best part about this is the story breaks. And J.B. Holmes tweets. Indignant, right? Tweeting defiantly. And he said, I did play Scrabble. He misspelled Scramble. I did play Scrabble. <laughs> Under my real name, John Bradley. It was bring your best team, and we had the best team. And it's but a he, picture of his trophy case. But he had him as an eight <laughs> handicap. Wasn't that the issue in the Calcutta back teams? <laughs> and if you're like... You're clearly trying to hide his identity here. His handicap, not his kind of real name, like not the real name people know him by. <laughs> I did play Scrabble under my real name. Play Scrabble. <laughs> and there's a picture of the trophy. Yeah, he was like all, he was strutting a little bit. An eight handicap. Get the hell out of here. All right, Hovland wins the memorial. The final group was Rory and Siwoo Kim. Okay. Every- Denny McCarthy came yeah. close, I remember. The, yeah. Rory shot 75 and Siwoo Kim shot 73. Everyone was getting just annihilated by memorial. It was like firm. Okay. It was just yeah. hard. It was just a hard yeah. day. So sure. McCarthy leads with one uh, by one with one hole to go. He makes bogey, and then Hovland beats him in the playoff. Um, it was Hovland's first win, not on a tropical island. Um, okay, okay, or like in Mexico. Um, so this was a a, a big kind of step, obviously for Hovland. It was his biggest win, best best win to date. Um, and coming on the heels of Oak Hill, it it just felt like a very significant win, right? Like it was yep. a momentum builder on top of that. Um, <laughs> You know, he won despite telling Eurosport on Thursday that he'd never been a real fan of the course. And even he even went on to like kind of question if it was fair. Oh, yeah. It was in like Norwegian. Yeah. Yeah. He was popping it. Yeah. Um, 
Scheffler was a, a disaster on the greens. Yeah, I remember this. An utter yeah. disaster. Uh, Lama- this is uh, Lamania, Joseph Lamania from the newsletter. Scotty's week was a true data anomaly. He gained 20.7 strokes tee to green, nearly 10 strokes better than the second best tee to green performance of the week. That's an insane statistic. The high, the second highest total in, stri- in the shot link day, uh, era. On the flip side, Scotty could not sniff the hole with a putter, a consistent issue issue for him since the second half of 2022. Sometimes well-struck putts are just not dropping, but that was not the story of Scheffler's tournament. Too often, he wasn't even hitting the hole, including on a three-and-a-half-foot uphill birdie this... putt on the 10th hole in Sunday's round. He lost eight-and-a-half strokes putting, the worst total in the field by a healthy margin. An incredible uh, statistical sort of dichotomy there. I remember that one walking off that people just being flabbergasted. Um, Morikawa, uh, had to WD after being T nine. Cause he had the back spasms. He was okay. only two shots off. He had like a real and chance to win. Um, sitting right. Yeah. Need to learn how to sit again. <laughs> John Rahm on the role of cuts that he's now in favor of the masters. So he's now going after the cuts thing. But now he's going to a league where he never plays. Cuts. Oh, God. So what a cool, innovative format, right? At Live House. <laughs> yeah. The Masters being a major is usually is going to be a, a field that looks a lot like these designated events will look next year. 80 some players. And there's a cut and no one says anything about it. Tiger tying that record of 23 cuts in a row means something. So I think the historian and the person who is in love with the Ooh. game kind of went back and realized it's something that I actually enjoy a lot. The cuts. Interesting. Bad for the tour. Interesting. Given his recent choice. Well, okay. it's also, he just wants sucks cuts about, still. sucks about the PGA tour, not having cuts. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we know your position on that one. All right. All right. Phil, Phil is, um, very active on Twitter this week. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to start with the with the good tweets here, the okay. like insightful tweet. When Victor Hovland turned pro, he was a solid player. He has since worked hard on his game, increasing his club head speed a lot, improving his putting, and chipping immensely. And he's now one of the best in the game. After this win and his play in the PGA, he's a slash the favorite to win the U.S. Open. That's a Phil yeah. tweet. Nice Phil, interesting yeah. one. Phil also tweeted as. As worn out as Rory or McElroy was after the Masters and his need for an oh, offseason, Liv would be perfect for him. The problem is, I don't think there's a team that wants him uh, on it because they'd have to deal with all of his BS. Forgot about that. Yep. Another one. Love Liv or hate it. It's the best way slash tour to be your best in the majors. Enough events to keep you sharp and fresh and ready. Yep. Go and play Cricket Cat. That's the way to get ready for a major. <laughs> Yet not be worn down from too many tournaments or obligations. 14 live events, 34 weeks left uh, open to prepare for the four majors. Fact. He also replied to a tweet. Um, uh, God, I can't. I'm sorry. I forgot to write 
who this was a you might remember reply to um yeah he said have a gambled in years almost a billionaire now thanks for asking so he says he's almost a billionaire yeah someone was probably popping him about what what kind of money he had on something yeah i forget what that was so john rob on phil well let's well listen phil is a friend of mine but what else is he going to say He's obviously going to advocate for his side, and that's perfectly fine. I mean, listen, there's many ways to prepare for a tournament, and my schedule has not changed, really. I have heard those comments, and well, if he believes it to be true, good for him. I don't know. It's hard to say. There's been so many different ways of tackling major tournament golf. Phil himself used to always play the weeks before. Tiger and Jack didn't play the week before. So who says one way is better than the other? Okay. Just, you know, these, th- yep. that quote's infinitely more interesting now than it was. More flexible. Yeah. Open to Two this. Weeks Open ago. to that. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. And then finally, this is a, this is, or there's a couple of cleanups here. Big, big news, big news of the week. Probably the story of the week. Rojang pro debut. She wins um, and it sets off Zhang mania where everyone loses sight of all expectations. It's very similar to block mania where it's a pro debut. People went crazy, went nuts. And Liberty national incredible win. Spot. It was an incredible yeah. win, but it was like, she's the, the greatest women's golfer ever. You know, she's, you know, she yeah. might end up being the greatest women's golfer ever, but the expectations were insane. Um, yep. The LPGA was extraordinarily ill-equipped for this pro debut. Oh, any interest in it? They like don't even promote it. She's not in feature social, groups. Yeah, like she's yeah. she's leading on Sunday, and there's like no social media promotion about this. Like it yeah. was a disastrous display from the LPGA media team. Like, and it just like you know, it's like kind of in. It, I, I, it just. It was bad. It was bad. They don't do a great job of marketing themselves. And this was a horrible, Tough. horrible job. She did not play well. She didn't make a birdie in the final round. Um, she was like just okay. hanging on for dear life. And then she, and she uh, ended up in a playoff with uh, Cup Cho. Cup Cho. Yeah. But then Cup Cho kind of booted it on the first playoff hole. And, That's right. And Rose to, had a nice two putt to win. Yep. Yep. So that was that was a huge... Huge story and obviously a very, very cool moment uh, for Rojang and women's golf in general. A week after she won, or two weeks after she won the, you know, her second straight NCAA. Mm-hmm. Or one individual week. Individual title. One week. Maybe, I think that directly, yeah. I think maybe one week. Two weeks. Yeah. Maybe two weeks. Yeah. It has, uh, wait. Maybe, because I think, I think North Carolina won NCAAs this week. Should okay. be in here. So she probably won at the beginning of the preceding week. You know, they do like the yeah. individual, like, I don't know, Saturday, I don't, Sunday, I Monday. I thought I had that as a note, but it, it must not be in a note. I don't know that you're there yet. I, yeah. I don't know. So, oh, no, Florida, Florida, Florida won the NCAAs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That I have it Fred right Biondi. here. It's right here. Okay. Fred All Biondi right. and Florida won the ACC. Wake NCAAs. won the women's. Yep. Did I say North yep. Carolina? Yeah, but they were up there. And, no, uh, they, they got knocked the out in the first. Uh, I thought they got knocked out. They played Georgia. Florida beat Georgia Tech in the finals. Georgia yeah. Tech had the like the the 
starting well, lineup of like six, six, five, six, six yeah. average <laughs> yeah, yeah. starting lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. beyond, uh, beyond won, uh, the, the Solo. individual, yeah. um, almost win for Jackson Buchanan from Illinois. Sure. Yep. You know, yep. Enough. All right. Um, Does that do it for more? Uh, anything else? A boy from Hollywood, uh, one on the European tour. Oh, McKibben. Tom McKibben. Yeah. Over in uh, like Czech or something, the Czech mm-hmm. Masters, maybe. Okay. Um. Oh yeah. One last thing. The, With the Ferris wheel in the background. What? The greatest shotgun start golf advice ever was read. Uh, the Hezbollah. The Hezbollah Beirut story. Golf in Beirut. I probably should have read it off. Maybe. Um, we'll no, I'm glad we got that one in before. You know, <laughs> tensions flared up again in the middle east you know i'm not sure that would be a great one to read nowadays but we got that one the guy who went to play golf in a hezbollah controlled territory (laughs) was going back allegedly that was a great shotgun start uh golf advice story um and then uh the u.s open video launched on friday and that does it that does it. oh yeah lacc great all right RBC Canadian Open Week. I'm just going to preface with this with clearly. Do you have a hard framework. stop? Do you have a hard stop? Yeah, but I'm going to rip through this. We Are got 20 sure? minutes or so, 25 minutes. Are you going to be able to get through? I don't know. It's a lot of stuff, but we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to push. All right. The framework agreement happens. So we'll do a little Canadian Open. Obviously, this was the biggest story of the year. We said the biggest story maybe of our lifetimes, non-Tiger, maybe including Tiger. So there's a lot of commentary. I'm trying to do a sampling of the reaction to it. But first, after Memorial... Can I tell a quick story about this? Yeah, uh, quick. What? So so we were trying to make a, a hire for the company. And... And I was trying to find a time that would be good for this hire to come to my area and spend a few days talking about things. Yeah, I remember this. And it's yeah. like, you know, I kind of like had carved out my entire day. My entire for the US Open, before we get carried away <laughs> like, at the US Open. Carve out my over. entire yeah. day. Yeah. And literally, like the morning, first morning he's there. Yeah. This happens. And he and it, and he's like, so um, your day's kind of shot, isn't it? I'm like, yep, yep. <laughs> yep. All right. So before we get to that Tuesday morning, Monday, you had this. Fried egg, I believe, tweeted this. Hideki seen boarding Spirit oh, Airlines yes. in Columbus after a T16 <laughs> finish at Memorial. He's in the lot, the whatever the cattle call, the cattle pen of Spirit Airlines the in Columbus. Gave it away. Yeah, it was it was Hideki. Hovland caddies in U.S. Open sectionals. Like a twelve hours after winning Memorial, he's caddying for Zach Boshu in the Columbus Columbus sectional. Ludwig Aberg, this is Monday before the tour note was coming, had a ceremonial moat crossing. It crosses the moat. There's like ten social producers that get him crossing the moat. Like, welcome to the tour. He just finished his NCAA career. He does tours the global home, and there's lots of social content. All right, we get this Tuesday. CNBC tweets at 9.57 a.m. Tuesday, breaking PGA Tour agrees to merge with Saudi-backed rival Liv Golf. If only it were that simple. That was not what happened, but 9.57 a.m. Basically, there was the world before that and the world after that. Um, 
you know, 10.01, they break into CNBC, just softball. Phone. Well, that would be coming disclosure <laughs> later that they'd look for softball questions <laughs> when the emails came out during the c- congressional documents. Um, I mean, I remember this day. I, I was basically chained to my desk for like 15 straight hours. Text messages from friends, family, colleagues, people in golf, like nonstop. It was a unique day, like unlike anything else I re- ever had. I remember game. like walking out. I like walked out of my house and it was like, you know, it's one of those days where like you just don't feel like you've done anything. You haven't moved. You yeah. haven't like showered. You haven't like it. And I walked out and my neighbor who doesn't know anything about golf looked yeah. at me and goes, long day for you. crazy crazy no one saw this coming obviously we'll get to that i tweeted in just a few short weeks michael block has brought the golf world together brought us all back together (laughs) blocky did it uh the full press release comes out by 1007 like is this real are we being duped what's happening here uh at a press release from new york Riyadh and Pontevedra Beach are the date lines. Florida, June 6th, uh, PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and Public Investment Fund today announced a landmark agreement to unify the game of golf on a global basis. The parties have signed an agreement that combines PIFs, golf-related commercial businesses and rights, including Live Golf, with the commercial businesses and rights of the PGA Tour and DP World Tour. So did it? Did they sign an agreement that combined those businesses? I don't know that they did. Uh, into a new collectively owned for-profit entity to ensure that all stakeholders benefit from a model that delivers maximum excitement and competition among the game's best players. Piff will make a capital investment. Um, Quote from Jay in the press release, after two years of disruption and distraction, this is a historic day for the game as we all know and love. The transformational partnership recognizes the immeasurable strength of the PGA Tour's history, legacy, and pro-competitive model and combines with, with, with it the DP World Tour and Live, including the team golf concept, to create an organization that will benefit golf's players, commercial, and charitable partners, and fans. Fans coming in last in the sentence. Going forward, fans can be confident that we will collectively deliver on the promise we've always made to promote competition of the best in the professional golf and that we are committed to securing and driving the game's first future. Yasser, we are pleased to move forward and step with Liv, in step with Liv and PIF's world-class investing experiments. And I, oh, this is Jay, sorry. Jay. We're pleased to move forward and step with Liv and PIF's world-class investing experience. And I p- applaud PIF Governor Yasser Al-Ramayan for his vision and collaborative and forward-thinking approach that is not uh, just a solution for the rift in our game, but also a commitment to taking it to new heights. This will engender a new era in global golf for the better. Yasser, today is a very exciting day for the special game and the people it touches around the world. We are proud to partner with the PGA Tour to leverage PIF's unparalleled success and track record of unlocking value and brand innovation and global best practices to business and sectors worldwide. We're committed to unifying, promoting, and growing the game of golf <laughs> around the world and offering the highest quality product to the many millions of longtime fans globally while cultivating new ones. There is no question that the live model has been positively transformative for golf. So that original press release was pretty, you know, dug in on live. We believe there are opportunities for the game to evolve while also maintaining its storied history and tradition. This partnership represents the best opportunity to extend and increase the impact of golf for all. So um, they talk about the board of directors, the new entity will oversee all of golf's new entity, commercial relations. 
Um, Yasser will be the chairman. Jay will be the CEO. Ed Hurley and Jimmy Dunn will be on the board. Um, nobody sees this coming. This is out there. They're on CNBC. They show up next to each other. Um, Garrett tweets, pretty good tweet. I'm convinced that what truly motivates Jay is being on CNBC. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the de- deal got done. Uh, this is also Canada just getting completely jammed for the second straight year. Yeah. The first year, the year before was when Live London, I think, started. But this takes over. No Canadian Open interest at all. Uh, well, then they, on tweets, they got jammed at the beginning of the week and the Canadian got jammed at the end of the week. That's true. <laughs> ben on tweets, Hideki could have bought Spirit Airlines if he'd signed with Liv. Tweets that, that, that well, that's still hot. Um all right, let's do a little TikTok. Oh, a uh, uh, a tweet. I'm sorry, looking for a a thread of player reactions. There's a bunch. So um, they explain the deal. They show up on CNBC. Um, the general consensus is live players will fold back into the PGA Tour structure in some manner. Jay Monahan did say he doesn't expect live to continue in its current form to continue to exist. Uh, it combines their commercial businesses. Uh, oh, I loved it. The press release. It's it's Jay, big quote, Yasser, big quote, then a bunch more details. And then Keith Pelly gets thrown in with like one line at the very bottom. Like, this is great. Keith was just, they are dead ducks. Just totally like happy to jump I don't on know. board. I think Keith Pelly did play the, played his Oh, it worked great. out. Great. I mean, yeah, it was great. He's not on CNBC or anything like that. Uh, so they're on CNBC. Yasser is asked, has Greg Norman, what's the deal with Greg Norman? Have you talked to Greg Norman about this? Garrett tweeted the actual transcript. Um, he is, um, I, I just, I made the call just before, uh, this. And of course, um, he's, um, uh, a, a partner with us and, um, all the stakeholders that, uh, we have, or we have with us, they, uh, uh, had, had the call just, uh, right before this interview. So not exactly clarification on Greg Norman's status. Just said he had called him just before he went on CNBC, which was a taped interview. We learned that had been a pre-taped interview. It was not with Becky quick. It was with uh, somebody else. I can't remember. Um, a little bit better than softballs. A little, but little they're there together. Questions. They're ending the division and the fractures rights partners tweet. They're totally blindsided. People talk to them. NBC golf channel, CBS, ESPN completely new. They are uncertain whether the new entity will renegotiate the PGA tours, long-term media rights. So nobody knew anything. Um, Player Roundup Reaction tweets, this is very first kind of wave. Colin Morikawa, I love finding out morning news on Twitter. Wesley Bryan, I feel betrayed. and will not be able to trust anyone <laughs> within the, the corporate structure the of the PGA report. Tour for a very long time. <laughs> Mac Hughes, nothing like finding out through Twitter that we're merging with the tour we said, ne- we said we'd never do that with. Michael S. Kim, very curious how many people knew this deal was happening. Five to seven? Player-run organization, huh? Dylan Wu, tell me why Jay Monahan basically got a promotion as CEO of all of golf in the world by going back on everything he said in the past two years. The hypocrisy. I wish golf worked like that. I guess money always wins. Sahith, craziness. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason for it, but it's not going to be a good enough reason for the other lack of communication. I mean, how are top 10 players in the world finding out on Twitter? But I'm biting my tongue until there's more stuff. Justin Thomas tweets his phone with like a zillion notifications. Um... What else? The TV executives learned. Cam Tringali tweeted, deleted something about like, 
how do this is the best what's best for the game of golf um the meeting happens players from the delaware meeting said they had no idea they're pissed obviously they had been offered by live had no idea this was happening rory says he got a call from jim dunn on monday talked to me tuesday morning they talked tuesday morning same with uh tiger brooks tweets welfare check on chambly a lot of people have fun with that <laughs> There's a finance. So Jay now has to start talking to the press more about what this is it. There's a Financial Times excerpt where he says he on Tuesday that he began to trust Al Rumayan, quote, 10 minutes <laughs> yes. after sitting down with him in Venice. <laughs> They're like, what? See the most gullible boy? 10 minutes? Like, even if that's true, but you gotta give a better quote. You gotta you can't tell that you can't say that out loud. It's like uh, it's like when uh, the the English guy met uh, Adolf Hitler. Um, no, it's it's uh, when was George Bush and Putin. I stared into his eyes and like thought he was well, a good guy or well, something. That, the same thing happened with Hitler with uh, with one of the English politicians. Well, he went and met him. Oh, he's a great oh, guy. Nev- appeasement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, we are not comparing. I want to say we're not comparing Yasser, but it's no. just anybody. You can't just judge can't, them after ten it's, months. It's the whole problem. Right? Yeah, you can't. It's nobody. It could be. Could be Mother Teresa. It's ridiculous for Jay to say that out loud 10 minutes after I sat down with him. Um, so everybody starts throwing his Canada interview. I would ask any player from the year prior, I'd ask any player that has left or player that would ever leave, cons- consider leaving. Have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PJ Tour? And it's that booth interview <laughs> with Nance. He's like the 9-11 families. They mean a lot. I was affected. I had multiple families affected by that. Um Pelly is asked by Rich Lerner uh, about Saudi Arabia's human rights issues. Rich, I've been consistent with that. This has never been about human rights for us. We play in many countries that uh, you could question some. Some of the things that might happen, (laughs) whatever that means. We have never mixed sports with politics, except for that time we went into business with the sovereign wealth fund of an actual polity. Uh, I believe uh, Garrett wrote that. Jay Monahan let slip. They used uh, this to get a competitor off the board. Quote, DOJ quickly pounced on that one to get a competitor off the board. Um, we were competing against Liv. I felt very good about the changes we've made and the position we were in. But to take a competitor off the board, to have them exist as a partner, not an owner, but for us to be able to control and direction uh, going forward, productive position for the game at large. Uh, I'm grateful that when we looked at 2024, the response we've gotten from our sponsors, our partners, have been very positive. And the losses that we experienced in 23 will be significantly mitigated. This now puts us in a position where we've got capital that we can deploy to the benefit of our members and through our tournaments. And it gives us capital to deploy growth in businesses that ultimately would generate a return on what we reinvest in our players. So he says, it's all going to go back to the players. We're reinvesting this into the players and our members. Um Asked about Liv coexisting with with PGA Tour in 2024 uh, in concurrent events with Liv branding going on. He says, I can't see that scenario, but I haven't gotten the full evaluation, the full empirical evaluation of Liv that I'm going to be able to comment on that. I don't see that scenario to me. Any scenarios that you're thinking about a bridge between the PGA and Tour and Liv would be longer term in nature. Uh, the fact of the matter is this was a shock to a lot of people because we were not in a position to share or explain as we normally would. And we had to maintain confidentiality through the end. 
So they're asked, like, how did this happen? How the hell did you get here? In terms of how did we get to this point? How do we go from confrontation to now being partners? We realized we were better off together than we were fighting or apart. If you look at the values of the game, I think that's what the situation warranted. <laughs> I recognize people are going to call me a hypocrite. Anytime I said anything, I said it with the information that I had at that moment. And I said it based on someone that's trying to compete for the PGA Tour and our players. I accept those criticisms, but the circumstances do change. I think in looking at the big picture and looking at it this way, that's what got us to this point. All right. So they announced this on CNBC, flies to Canada. They have the player meeting with those incredible visuals. Longest day ever with those two guys standing guard. There's a camera. There's a there's a player meeting camera. For what reason? I don't know. People are trying to say which guys are going. And there's two like Canadian security guys just standing guard at this door. Like, what is this? This is this is golf now. We just have a camera on a door to a conference. I remember that. We got an unsubstantiated but substantiated rumor that the Monday qualifier kid, some kid in high school or college, Wait, Monday, into, not a member at all, into the meeting. went into the player meeting, was just a pig in shit, looking at these PGA Tour guys screaming at the commissioner, but he's a Monday qualifier. We were at a blast with that. Um, source said, I would describe the meeting as intense, very intense, certainly heated. Uh, that was Jay's own words. Uh, it's an awful lot to ask them to digest. Ogilvy said uh, they were mostly pissed about how they found out and how it was going to blow up. We didn't learn much other than there's going to be an alliance and the business structure is going to change. I think all these power brokers and check writers in golf are going to try to come together for common good. I'm sure there's going to be a little of a carnage, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt until they see the end result and how it all turns out. I'm glad I wasn't jaded today, Ogilvy said. <laughs> there's some grumpy players in there. Uh, I feel a little bit, not sort of lied to you, but just that the tour has changed its position quickly and dropped this on us really fast. Uh, so there's a lack of trust a little bit in leadership. Nobody really knows what's happening and the players are out of the loop. And no one ever really likes being out of the loop. Uh, McElroy, who attended, Rory attends the player meeting. Says he didn't say much during the meeting, but I guess there was a brief exchange with Grace and Murray. Grayson was going off on tangents, outbursts. This is a Brentley Romine report. We don't trust you, Jay. You should resign right now. You lie to our face. Grayson's yelling. I'm a, a member of the Mule report. And somebody, the player says, anonymous player says, I forgot exactly what led to that. But Rory goes, just play better, Grayson. And uh, the crowd like booze gets mad at Rory. And Grayson apparently tells him to fuck off. Rory. Uh, Leslie Bryan pushed back and said that it was cordial. Like then they got together and talked it out and it was pretty like ho-hum. Uh, Mag McNeely is kind of lauded as the smartest guy in the room. I guess he presses Jay. Wes Bryan was like, he pressed Jay and Jay had no answers for Mag McNeely. He, uh, Cameron Percy tweeted, Mag McNeely is a very, very smart man. So he was sort of leading the charge with some of the most pressing questions. He would then post like a one page letter about like, nobody knows anything. Like, I hate not knowing it. Like, it's hard not to have any of the answers. I don't know what's best. Uh, just the way this happened, we're, we're upset. Um, apparently, Jay kept saying, we, we, we. And everybody started yelling at Jay, saying, Jay, stop saying we. We don't know shit about what's going on, and you just dropped this on us. Yelling at him. Uh, I, there was images of the room tweeted later. There was like a carving station and a buffet. It was just like the most bizarre <laughs> freaking scene. It's like hotel conference room. One player said, what's the point of having a player advisory council? Well, of course, that's still ongoing. Players have no say, really, even though Jay loves to say that we do have a say. It's bullshit. The players just want a voice and want transparency. 
Uh, Phil did a little bit of a victory lap on Tuesday, but not too. He was apparently playing a practice round at LACC, I think, but just did, you know, sort of like a wave emoji. They didn't get too vocal. Um, Jay goes on Golf Channel and George Savarikas, and it's just a mess. He is somehow unprepared for the 9-11 families question, <laughs> as if like that wasn't going to come. Like how that the comms is just a disaster. He rambles through it, says, I allowed confidentiality to prevail. And he talks about Terry Strada, and it's just a mess. But at the end of the day, I thought I was doing what was best for our game and our sport. He says, I wish, you know, I hadn't allowed confidentiality to prevail. And Kyle Porter uh, astutely tweets, does he think the grievance here is that he kept it a secret until the last minute? Like, that's the issue the 9-11 families have. Like, still good. Just wish you would have told us. Like, go, go with the Saudis. But just, just a bad interview. He gets roasted. But I look back at it, like, it wasn't as bad as I remember. There's just no good answer. No. He just should have been better prepared to like kind of quickly he, move off he it and said rambled. He should have had a non-answer. Right, right. So Jimmy Dunn is kind of quiet. He was supposed to be one of the like voices out front. He did not jump at it quickly, but then he pops up. He does an interview with Golf Channel. Uh, he said the notion that Piff, <laughs> kill people. Is this yeah, where I'll kill them myself. myself. Yeah. If any of these guys were involved in 9-11, I'll kill them myself. Uh, he also said the notion that Piff now owns professional golf is false. He quote says it's insane. There's no way on God's green earth we're going to give up control. I don't know how else to say that. At the end of the year, now, things to be maybe. Now you moving. got, now you got, know, uh, now you got uh, SSG in there. Now you got yep. a bunch of guys that are used to taking control companies and uh, and flipping them yep. in, in, in there. Uh, on how like the deal started to, to come uh, about, he said, you know, I thought it made sense to understand who Yasser was and what his view for the game of golf was. I went to meet him. He said, golf is a force for good. And what happened on 9-11 is the first thing he thinks about every morning and every day. But my guys, you know, Sandler, Quackenbush, uh, they would want me to do something about it. And to the degree that we can reach out to people that are different than us, share experiences, we might be reducing the chances of something other, some other thing happening that's equally horrific down the road. So it isn't just a matter of remembering. My guys are going to want me to remember and act. So the game of golf, to the degree we can use it, can be a really important gift. Uh, and he said, I'll kill myself if anybody was involved on Golf Channel. Um, there's a lot. The tour's messaging is totally unprepared and disaster. Dunn said, you know, at the beginning, they could walk away anytime. They were in a financially strong position. They felt they could walk away from negotiation anytime. That turned they were doing out well. to not be true. Then later says, you know, Monaghan tells at a meeting at the global home, like three days later, the model was unsustainable. They were bleeding. So the messaging is a, a message, a mess doesn't line up with so much. Um, so it's like, wh- which one is it? Um, you know, he said it was tire circumstances were driving the deal. Uh, this is NLU. Uh, the tour was in a strong enough position to walk away, but that was not the case. There's so many dueling narratives going around. The messaging's a mess. They don't know what to say. Uh, Michael Rosenberg has an article that's framed. Jay Monahan will be in lar- charge of the PGA tour and live golf. Doesn't seem to be he's in charge of either at this point. Saudi Arabia's PIF can be the PGA tour's investment partner, but is not investing in the tour directly. Uh, but golf channel, there's, 
framed it, or Golf Digest frames it. Yasser al now controls the money and he controls the future of professional golf. So nobody knows, but there's so many different framing. Um, there's also like the, the antitrust people who are like, Matt Stoller says the PGA Tour live deal isn't going to happen. The deal is so wildly and comically against the law that I actually don't think it's as intended to close. And of course, maybe that's why they've brought on other points. Um, uh, other investors. What else do we got here? There's so much. Uh, Rory. So Rory pops up, player meeting. He now has to meet with the press. Little, Of course, he's playing this week. Has to have a press conference day after. At the end of the day, money talks, and you'd rather have Saudi Arabia as a partner. I still hate live. I hope that it goes away. I fully expect that it does. Um, it's hard for me not to sit up here and feel somewhat like a sacrificial lamb. Uh, asked if live... Uh, well, Andy said, or asked if a guy should be made whole who passed up offers. The simple answer is yes. The complex answer is how does that happen? I think they've been spending a lot of time trying to figure that out. The gray area up in the moment. It's hard for me not to sit up here and feel somewhat like a sacrificial lamb because I put myself out there and this is what happens. Removing myself from the situation, I see how this is better for the game of golf. There's no denying that. But for me as an individual, yeah, there's just going to have to have some conversations that I need to have. Um, he said, I would say an element of team golf might say, my hope is that it won't be under live. It's something that PGA tour will control and operate, but I don't think it will look anything like live has looked. I think that's a good thing. There still has to be consequences to action. The people that left the PGA tour reparably harmed this tour, started litigation against it. Like we can't just welcome them back in. That's not going to happen. And I think that was, was one thing that Jay was trying to get across Tuesday in the player meeting. We're not just going to bring these guys back in and pretend like nothing's happened. That is not going to happen. Well, maybe. Seems maybe like that's, that might be changing. Uh, all I've wanted the past year is to protect the future of the PGA Tour and protect the aspirational nature of what the PGA Tour stands for. Whether you like it or not, the PIF we're going to keep spending money in golf, at least the PGA Tour now controls how that money is spent. Maybe. So if you think one of the biggest sovereign wealth funds in the world, would you rather have them as a partner or an enemy? At the end of the day, money talks, and you'd rather have them as a partner. You know. And then he goes on, I still hate live. I hate, hope it goes away, and I fully expect that it does. Um, I said to Jay yesterday, you've galvanized everyone against something. And then that thing you galvanized everyone against is now partner with it's hypocritical. It sounds hypocritical. Um, what else? Golf channels on the air Tuesday for the entire day day, just to talk. Like they did that for Palmer's uh, when he passed away, but just no commercial breaks, nonstop. DP world tour confirms. Like if you resigned your membership, you're not welcome back just yet. Uh, (laughs) You know, he said it's a moot point on the Ryder Cup. Rory called the Ryder Cup issue. It's a moot point. They resigned their membership. It's a moot point. Um, Greg Norman is is told to be telling his employees that uh, Liv is going to continue, either though uh, they do not expect Liv, Monahan saying he does not expect Liv to continue its current form. Uh, Herrig reports that as well. And Shipnuck's report. Alan Shipnuck does a report. An anonymous live executive says of the 2024 live season, every big name on the PGA tour will get an offer. Maybe that's happened except Rory. Nobody wants that little bitch on their team. And I paused and thought for a minute. If Rory, this is some executive anonymous. If Rory went, I mean, he can just go, I imagine go straight to the top. Say, I'll come to live. Any executive. But you need to tell that executive, that little bitch, the cummy little bitch needs to go. I think he's going. 
I think he's being accepted. There's very few people at Live who could say we're not taking Rory. And a matter of fact, Rory could probably say, I won't come unless you get rid of X, Y, and Z. I would think. You know, it's an interesting perspective to say. I, I know he pissed off a lot of people at Live, but I would imagine he could go straight to the top and, and get a lot of uh, if he was open to it. So, but this guy got his shot off to Shipnuck. Uh, 9-11 Families United comment, and it's just like, what are what, this is golf now. PGA Tour commissioner has co-opted the 9-11 community in the past year. Uh, like he used us as a shield against the, the fight with, with Liv. And now he's turned his back on us. We will never forget, is their first statement, Terry Strada. Brandel says it's the saddest days in the history of professional golf. Um, what else happens? Uh, Jimmy Dunn, there's old quotes that Jimmy Dunn brought up. He says, I don't like when they say they're growing the game. Yasser's an idiot, basically. He says, Yasser, anybody who shoots 54 will get 54 million. And this is the guy that's running their event. Uh, he says, once you get, once you sign up with the Saudis, you're with them and you're beholden to them and their moods can change. Um, just a bunch of weird pictures, like an, an incredible day in pictures, obviously the CNBC interview, the, the, the player meeting, everything just a, a, like never before seen like bizarre world. Bryson comes out of woodwork, wants to do mainstream interviews again. Totally forgot about this. He goes on CNN with Caitlin Collins interview and just spouts mumbo jumbo. This was the Bryson mumbo jumbo we missed. He can't, like when you get him rambling for more than a minute and it's not golf topics, he gets himself into trouble. As uh, Spencer Hall tweeted, you want to see a golfer sort of apologize for 9-11? He kind of got himself in that position. It's insane. Um, Caitlin Collins of CNN asked, the Saudis accused of financing terrorism, killing Khashoggi. Does that make you uncomfortable? Bryson response, nobody's perfect. <laughs> Someone minimized, nobody's perfect. About financing terrorism, Kelly Kashaki. Whoops. He says he feels bad for PGA Tour players because they were told one thing, and that's not what happened. Our side, we were told it was going to happen, and that's what did happen. I hope that PGA Tour players can be valued in the same way that we, the way that we are. We took a risk, and we all believed in it. There was a better path to grow the game and give people a fresh perspective. We were better together and apart. Um, talking about 9-11 was just a disaster. It was 20 years ago. And we wouldn't want that to happen again. It's like, really? It's unfortunate what has happened regarding the Khashoggi situation, but they're trying to do good for the world and showcase themselves in a light that hasn't been seen in a while. Just a rambling, rambling answers from, from uh, Bryson on CNN. In this moment, the next day, Messi picked Miami over the Saudi league, just a different, uh, the Saudi yeah. soccer league, a different sort of right after the, the merger kind of was interesting. Greg Norman has a bold proclamation. We're not going anywhere. And this uh, this gets, you know, that's the main headline there. We're not going anywhere. Nothing's going to happen. Um, Chesson Hadley. Oh, the loyalty. says Monahan says their loyalty re- will be rewarded on golf today. I think that was Tuesday. Did Jay say, Jay say uh, he would reward who stayed loyal to the tour? I think he said that about Roaring Tiger. I would like to be rewarded for some loyalty. I would like to be rewarded for my loyalty. That was like, was he kidding? Was this a joke? He's deadpan. We had several reporters on the ground. Talked to him afterwards. Like, no, he was dead serious. He wants reward. 
like uh, Tiger and Roy. Um, Jay, I'm going to spend every single waking hour as we move forward here. We finalize, we finalize this agreement uh, that the players have created, the PGA Tour have created this pro-competitive, legacy-driven juggernaut that have articulated and supported the direction that we're going on. Ultimately, the decision we made that we're going to make better for our players and loyalty ultimately will be rewarded. How that manifests itself is something I'm going to spend a lot of time working on. And I think we're having this conversation down the road. That's someone I look forward to being more specific about. He no-shows. He has to cancel an event at Trinity College. Jay's just getting roasted everywhere. He's supposed to have a speech there. He cancels that. Um, What else? There's receipts. Like, all these receipts are brought out uh, from Yasser, the New York article. Um, uh, He told New Yorker, like, the year before, he went approached... Jay Monahan, what I said to him is I have over a budget of a billion dollars I'd like to invest in the tour. And I got no response. And then Didn't that was 2022. And that, so those receipts are getting thrown out. Um, a, a year before, he said this receipt, this collective le- legacy can't be bought or sold. God. Immediately after the CNBC issue, uh, appearance, a congressional bill is introduced that would have the PGA Tour lose its tax exempt status. So like everybody's just putting them under the microscope. Now, um, the tour is just a mess of, uh, continues the messaging says they're tapped out. They're bleeding money on the legal front, but Jimmy Dunn says, you know, we don't know how we're going to reintegrate live defectors. We don't know if we have the money to pay back, you know, those who were loyal. It's just, a, they're bouncing all around. The tour efforts to retain the loyalty of its players, which included raising Per, prize purses by tens of millions of dollars were severely straining its finances. This was a Wall Street Journal article. Then Jay, in a meeting with um, with like the PGA Tour, suggests like, you know, it's like eh, that might not have been a, a totally accurate characterization. But yet he also said something similar in the meeting at the PGA Tour. So they're bouncing around. It's either like we're fine, we're stronger than ever, or either we're pissing money, we're bleeding money away. But if it was, we were fine, it's, we saw a chance for billions more and we just took it. So it's like, which one is it? There's no real great reading. And they're just trying to play whack-a-mole as they're getting attacked. Um, I just want to read this. There was the Rosenberg talk to Jimmy Dunn on the record, Michael Rosenberg and SI. These were the takeaways. PGA Tour will still be called the PGA Tour, but now Jay Monahan oversees Live Golf. I would say that's not the case. And PGA Tour remains a partner of DP World Tour. Um, if Monaghan wants to d- disband Liv, he can. Uh, I don't think that's the case. If Liv golfers want to play on the tour, Monaghan and the current PGA Tour leaders have to approve the turns. Monaghan has banned them. It's presumed that penalties return to the tour will be significant. The PIF is not actually contributing anything directly to the tour or its players, it's this, but they will have a right of first refusal to be the tour's investment partner through a new company they're creating. Uh, the PIF has not promised a single dollar in investments. The tour has not promised the Saudis anything other than the right of first refusal. No guarantee of tournament sites, sponsorships, or anything else. Uh, all legal disputes have been settled. So that's a Jimmy Don on the record interview with Michael Rosenberg. And the portrayal is he can disband live like immediately. He's in charge of it. And I don't think that's where we're at no. here, whatever, six, seem- seven months later. Um. What else happened? That's I think that's mostly it for the initial. I have so many quotes and re- reactions. That's mostly it for the initial uh, uh, buzz of of responding to June sixth. I'll get to Baker. Canada. 
What's that? This is a major. I know. It was. I've got Canada. It's amazing. We'll do that uh, next installment Monday. Jump to U.S. Open. Not really fun. Not the most fun June 6th stuff, but it, it felt like the biggest story of the year. Felt like we should cover it in the moment. What was said? What's changed? What feels really different? Some of the initial reactions. That player meeting that was insane. The, um, the, the Monday qualifier sneaking into the player meetings. Just phenomenal. Then we'll get to Canada. 18th hole where players... Hit three wood, three wood into a par five. Remember the layup short of the creek? Yeah. Worst 18th hole at the Canadian Open. Tommy Fleet, we'll do that. Tommy Fleetwood had a rough finish there. Rough with uh, Nick Taylor. So, and I'll, I'll find if I have any other good goodies from this mass file of June 6th. We'll clean that up next time. Thanks to listening for the Shotgun Start. Another week, a year in review. Hey, we'll be back Monday. I think we can get it done by Wednesday. We're moving ahead. The research for US Open's done. We got ready I got to five, go. Five events each left or six maybe six six each hey can i leave us with a bit of levity since we did all that june 6th u.s open teaser brandall so the scores are crazy low at the u.s open the first few days 62s right so we get into golf course debate brand so brandall chambly best brandall take i've ever heard says there were trees on the early golden age courses because they needed firewood. <laughs> so they were chopping down trees. It wasn't golf course design. <laughs> I forgot about firewood. There was a need for firewood. <laughs> and that's why trees weren't a part of early golf course design, as they are later. So that's a little bit of levity as we sign off here. And we will talk to you guys on Monday. Thanks for your continued support of the Shotgun Start. Firewood.